Welcome. You're listening to the How to Make a Life podcast. If your life isn't going as planned and you have no idea what to do next, this is the right podcast for you. I'm licensed clinical social worker and life coach Cheryl Wolverton, and I help women answer the question, how do I do this when life disrupts their plans? Join me as I share suggestions, tips, and knowledge I've gained in helping my clients not only face and cope, but thrive in all areas of well-being in their lives. Let's discover how to make and create the beautiful and healthy life you deserve. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad that you're back enjoying me, and I'm also just glad to be back myself. Before we get started, it's important to simply acknowledge none of our lives have been going as planned the past eight weeks or so, and I certainly hope that each of you have been doing the best that you could. And doing the best that you can is what I want to focus upon today. I know when many of us began sheltering at home, there were some initial voices and camps going back and forth regarding how we all need to be spending our time. Some people felt that home projects needed to be done closets organized, workout routines established, and new skills learned, while others stressed to be okay just to zone out, binge on Netflix, and simply just get through the day. And you know what? There's something right about both of these perspectives. But even though I feel the perspective of normalizing and doing nothing was put out there to validate many people, I also think there were times that I felt there was a judgment of those who were doing specific things. And in a few minutes, I'm going to talk about a word that we each say to ourselves and to others more often than we know, and it's often very subliminal. During this time, I've been following several other life coaches, um, much larger than me, who were stating now's the time for life coaches to be out there reaching out to people. People need life coaches more than ever, and a part of me was like, okay, let's do this. Let's do more podcast episodes. Keep my voice out there. And when I launched this podcast back in March, I recorded several episodes back-to-back hoping to do just that, keep my voice out there. And I was planning on getting into a routine, and now here we are almost five weeks later, and I didn't record one episode. So what happened? Probably something very similar that happened to you. Now here's my short rundown. Most of you know that in addition to life coaching, I have a small counseling practice. And within a matter of days, I moved everybody completely to telehealth. And for several weeks, I had current and past clients desiring to check in with me weekly Uh, They were anxious. They were stuck in their homes. Many were homeschooling their kids. Uh, They were trying to do telework themselves. And life was simply crazy, and they needed an hour to process how they were doing. I thought that despite the changes of how I saw my clients, that I could still have the energy to create. I try to leave my Fridays open for the trainings and programs I provide, um, I like to create content, and overall Friday is the day that I try to catch up. But despite all of my best efforts over the past several weeks of saying to myself, I'm going to record a new podcast on Friday, okay, maybe I'll do it on Saturday, it just was not happening. 
Now, there's a level of truth in regards to how right now is the time for life coaches and counselors. But I feel it's also important to acknowledge, as someone who works in this field, that my profession needs to practice self-care. And you will find that I never ask you or my clients to do things that I haven't tried to do or I don't currently do. So basically, I do practice what I preach. And I'm human, and sometimes I'm great, and other times not so much. So I accepted that I didn't have it in me after being with clients all week to truly create the content I wanted to create for this podcast. I needed to care for myself, and some days that meant I cleaned my house, and some days I took multiple walks, and a few times I actually sat on my couch with my husband, I watched TV, and I ate Grater's ice cream. And Grater's is a great ice cream out of Cincinnati, for those of you who do not know. I highly recommend it. I truly tried not to criticize myself over anything that I was doing and reminded myself that getting through was what I needed to be doing. But it was still very difficult to block out that small voice that kept whispering and comparing myself to what others were doing. And as our world begins to slowly open up again, I feel it's important to address the word that I ask my clients to eliminate from their vocabulary. And that one word just happens to be the word should. We have and we will always have multiple people in our lives telling us what is best for us. Which when you think about it is interesting because how does another person truly know what is best for you and me? I began to notice how often this word was stated when working as a grief counselor and my clients would come into sessions stating I should be doing better. I shouldn't be feeling like this. And I would ask them, who says you need to be doing better? To what are you comparing yourself? And when asked, none of my clients could point to a specific book and say they should be doing this and they should be following this protocol. There was just this unspoken, or let's be honest, sometimes it was spoken, expectation that's out in society. The struggle for most of us is we feel like there is a blueprint or a guide that must be followed in order to do things correctly. Yet this guide doesn't exist. And this is why my clients would feel they were not doing well in their grief. They felt they cried too much. They hadn't gone through their loved one's belongings soon enough. And sadly, many people often are told by others what they should be doing when they are grieving and simply going about their everyday life. As children, you and I are told that we should do many things. We should eat our vegetables. We should clean our room. As teenagers, the should may be, uh, you shouldn't wear that outfit out. In later years, it turns into, you shouldn't go to that college. Or you should save your money for other things and not go on that vacation. As adults, we may be told that we shouldn't marry someone or we should adopt children. That's something that my husband and I were told by several people when we were going through um, our infertility. And as we hear those voices from others, we begin to say should to ourselves. So what is so negative about the word should? When you or I use this word, 
we're automatically criticizing ourselves or another person. Now, I know there's going to be instances where the word should is appropriate. For example, the show should start in 15 minutes, or should you change your mind, call me. The room should measure this. However, for the most part, this word is used in judgment. When you use the word should in regards to yourself, what you are saying is you are not doing the right thing. It states your values are not the right values. You're not doing enough, and whatever you do is not good enough. Now consider, how many times have you used should towards yourself or toward another person? It could be your partner, a coworker, a child, a friend. Just today alone. When you tell someone, yourself included, that they should be doing something, you're not offering advice, but criticizing what they're doing. The use of should automatically brings about anxiety and leads one to believe they are living their life wrong and doing it another way is the correct way. This is what you do to yourself every time you say should. Recent comments from my clients have included, I shouldn't be so tired all the time. I should work out more. I shouldn't be unhappy with my marriage. I should contact my friends more often. Rephrasing statements to include, I need to explore why I'm so tired, or I would like to add more vegetables to my diet. Perhaps I want to make more time for my friends, or I would like to find a best time for my side interest. These are all much more positive and they bring about hope rather than negativity. The manner in which we speak to ourselves either provides hope or negativity. Many mistakenly feel that negativity is actually a great motivator, but in truth, it is not. Consider when you say something like, I shouldn't have eaten that dessert, compared to, I wish I hadn't eaten that dessert last night. If you get into the habit of speaking negatively to yourself, you start a cycle where you were never good enough. Forgiving yourself for eating too much or spending time in not the most productive way provides a basis of where we can realize it's okay to start over and try again. The reality is there's not one best way to live our lives. There's only healthy and unhealthy. And that is something I will continue to state in almost every episode that I share here. We each have to discover the paths that are best for us. Thus, there will never be just one guidebook telling us how to live our best life. As a result, there really does not need to be the word should. Begin to make changes in your daily dialogue by changing the SH to a C or a W. Examples include, I would like to change my diet and workout routine. Or I could get up earlier to work on the book I want to write. I'm recording this episode today as I do have some concerns as our world begins to open back up. I have some fears that there's going to be a lot of self-criticism and criticism of others in regards to what we have done over the past few weeks and how we move forward. 
we may start saying things such as we should have worked out more or should have accomplished more with the free time. You may find yourself even criticizing others in regards to decisions that they are making that are different from your own. As I said, I think I've actually heard some people criticize people who are being busy. Such things as, well, they should just slow down. They should just rest. Show yourself and others love in regards to how you speak. Become aware of how you're narrating life and consider if should is a word you need to eliminate from your vocabulary. Let me know if you do and let me know how it feels. Eliminating this word could change your life. I want to thank you for taking time to listen, friends. Minus another pandemic, I promise to be back with another episode next week. Stay well. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you love this episode, I would be honored if you subscribe, leave a short review, and share this episode with your friends. Continue the conversation with me on Facebook at How to Make a Life Health and Life Coaching and on Instagram at How to Make a Life. If you're interested in receiving my newsletter, working with me as a client, or hiring me as a speaker, visit my website at howtomakealife.com. Remember, life doesn't come with instructions. You get to write your own.